everyone. Welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast. This is episode number 60, if I'm not mistaken, which is, you know, I I could have got here a lot sooner, um, but but I didn't, because um, I took some time off, a little bit more than a week, maybe a week and a half at this point, and I I owe you an explanation for that. So the last episode, I'm pretty sure I mentioned I had migraines, and I pushed that episode a day later than I usually would have recorded it, because I had migraines, and they were really, really messing with me, and I had thought that I had overcame the migraines, but... I didn't. Um, I thought I did. I didn't. Because I know I've had migraines for a while. Like, I, I've gotten them before. I know usually what causes it. But I have to remember, we are not in usual times here, right? These are very unusual times. I was assuming, you know, my diet and all that was what's causing it. And that very well still may be the case. But, 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 like... I'm not used to quarantining myself. I'm not used to staying inside and staying on the computer and certain postures and things like that. And the migraines, I thought I came out of it, but they came right back. And they're coming in my normal recording time, right? So I generally record at night, you know, I I do everything I need to do during the day. And then I record at night. And I found that like, after like I'm done with like my actual job and stuff, then like the migraines or the headaches would would set in, and I didn't know what was caught. Maybe it maybe it is like my posture or something, because I was reading up on like causes of headaches and migraines, and sometimes it's more physical, like there's alignment in your posture or like certain parts of your head that could be you know irritated or strained that might give you migraine or migraine like headaches that very well may be it also I'm not an expert I don't know exactly but the migraines kept coming like every single night and that hasn't happened for a while like usually when I get a migraine it's like a one day affair and that's it right um but now it's not really a one two day affair this has been going on for far too long and to tell you the truth for 100% transparency i'm a little worried that a migrate might sit in mid recording and i'm worried i might have to stop a little bit but we'll see how it goes fingers crossed that doesn't happen right um because I've been, I took a break from like making YouTube videos and all that stuff as well, right? I've still, you know, been able to function in society. Like I've still been able to go to work. I've still been able to communicate with people. It's just when I typically have time for to record, I felt like it was in my best interest to not record, right? And it was in your best interest also because it would probably be a subpar product and I'd probably be like either off my game or complaining or something like that. So as far as I'm concerned, it was a beneficiary, beneficiary, beneficial to both of us for me to not power through a migraine and instead do something where I have a little bit more of my head on my shoulders. Okay. Now, 
How did I get rid of it? What are the steps I'm taking to get rid of it? And I want to share this because if you're ever going through the same thing or or you just want to take care of yourself, right? I feel like the self-care, and I'm not a self-care expert or anything like that. I barely know what self-care is, but I'm learning and growing. I'm thinking, you know, listen to what your body is selling you, right? If something is uncomfortable, if something hurts, right, that, that means something's wrong, you know, right? Pain is really just like discomfort times 10, right? So if something hurts or something's uncomfortable, right, we got to figure out what the cause of it is, right? And originally, I figured it was a sodium in my diet, right? Because that's usually how it's been ever since I was a kid, right? If I had gotten too much salt, I would get the migraines, right? So I can't eat at places like Boiling Crab or like one of those like seafood boil places, right? Those places use way too much salt. I can't eat at those places. It just... It's just not going to happen. So I figured there had to be something that I was eating that I don't usually eat that was a little too salty. Or maybe not that it was too salty, but in combination with everything else I ate throughout the day, right? I was just eating too much salt altogether. So I think I found the culprit and it's something I cut out and it's better cheddars. Now, if you don't know what better cheddars are, I don't know how popular they are. They're like Cheez-Its but for older people. Like, they're not marketed towards kids like Cheez-Its are. But it's like a cheese cracker, it's circular, and it has uh, salt on it. And I was looking at the box, and it said, like, 240 milligrams of sodium per serving. And I looked at another box that had, like, just, like, regular crackers in it, and the regular crackers had, like, half of the sodium, right? And I don't know exactly the numbers on what's too much sodium and what's not for me it's literally just like i have a feeling about it you know so i figured if the better cheddars have twice as much salt as your average joe cracker then i'm gonna cut out the better cheddars okay and i cut out the better cheddars and that seemed to be working a little bit better right but i was still getting it but the the symptoms were better they weren't as intense but they were still there right like the migraine was still there there enough that like you know light sensitivity which comes with migraines that stuff happens right and like wanting to lay down a little bit trying to relax trying to really just purge myself of the migraine and then sometimes it comes in waves like it's not always like a 100% migraine experience but you know sometimes it is 100% and it's awful and it feels like you're like punching your head over and over again and sometimes you're not punching your head over and over again you're just punching it every now and then right it's all unpredictable when it comes to these things but I was still getting the symptoms. I was like, okay, maybe maybe something else is the matter here, right? So I tried to adjust my sleep a little bit, right? Sleeping more, not trying to, you know, get as much quote-unquote productivity out of the day and like doing a little bit more resting. And so that seems okay, right? A little bit more resting and a little bit less you know, technology, like trying not to use my phone as much, trying to, you know, do reading and mindfulness and these types of things. So, and that seems to be going a little bit better, right? But it's still not there completely, right? And I was like trying to make a goal, like if nothing else, 
right? I wanted to do a podcast this week, right? It's currently Friday as I'm recording this. I wanted to do something this week, right? Because I I set that goal for myself. I was like, okay, I'll take some time off. I'll figure out how to get my health under control and we'll get going, right? And we're getting going and I think I'm talking well, right? I don't feel bad now. Still a little bit worried, right? But today is something where I did something, you know, a little bit different. And that is, and you might be shocked by this, I went outside. So if you don't know me, or if you don't know, I might have met, I think I've mentioned it on here before, but just in case, um, I used to like go for walks and runs pretty much every morning. I would go out, I would wake up early, like, or I guess it's not early, I guess definitions of early are relative, right? But I would wake up at like 6.30 a.m. and I would get up, I would go outside, I would, you know, get some of that fresh air, that cardio, that body moving, and then I would I would come back and I would get my, my day started, right? That's how I would do it, and that's what I did today, right? But I stopped that once the virus started really popping off because the virus, and I know it was safe, right? They tell everyone like, oh, it was safe to go out for a walk just as long as you're six feet away from other people, right? But my thing with that is I cannot control other people, right? If you have the virus and say you don't know and you're out here like, floundering around and you don't have any regard for other people's safety and there are people that are like that in this world unfortunately right then for me I'm like I I'm not even going to give myself the chance to be next to you right I'm not going to give myself the chance to be around these irresponsible people I'm going to do extra hard quarantine just so I can I can do my part and those people who have no regard for other people's safety while I can't stop them I can stop them from spreading it to me and stop me from spreading it to other people right so I'm trying to cut off that line of contamination or at least one of them but today I was like you know enough is enough right I've been having these migraines for two long i need to i just need to get going so i got up extra early trying to avoid as many people as possible got the mask the hand sanitizer you know strapped up put on my sketchers ready to go climb up this mountain that i used to climb almost every day or a hill i guess and we were we were having a good time right i left my house at about 6:45 in the morning and you know what i barely saw any people. I saw maybe two people and only one of them that I had to really dip and dodge, right? Only one person where I had to actively get out of the way. So that was good, you know, and although it is August, which is like, oh my God, life is wasting away. But Although it is August, you know, it was nice and cool outside because it was, you know, morning and I do live in the Bay Area. So we have typically a little bit milder weather. So it was nice. I could wear a little bit of a layer like hoodie. I tried running a little bit because I used to run like a pretty fair distance, I would say. But I haven't been doing the running so much. So 
I only ran a little section and that felt pretty good, but it is going to be something I have to practice more so I can get more endurance because I haven't uh, ran in a long time. I haven't ran for months, so I'm going to need to build that up again. But, you know, the walk went fine. Didn't have to duck too many people, you know, there were still animals like the the hill that I walk up It has like lots of rabbits and the rabbits were out the birds were chirping all that stuff was you know Up to par and I was one thing that was like an added benefit was that I could listen to podcasts also Right, which is something that I like to do right, but I found that listening to podcasts when you're just like doing nothing, like if you're just chilling at home, if you're just sitting on the couch, I'm not going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to do something a little bit more interactive, like I'm going to be on the computer or on my phone or I'm going to watch TV, but I'm not going to just listen to a podcast and nothing else. What I realized in the pandemic, other than, you know, the fact that America might be doomed, um, is that... Like podcasts for me are a very like multitasking activity, right? Where I used to listen to podcasts when I would do work. I used to listen to podcasts when I would do fun things. If I was, you know, writing something or learning something new, I would pop in a podcast, you know? So that type of stuff, right? I was multitasking with the podcast. But when I'm not doing that, the podcast there's not as much opportunity. And I found myself constantly, I found myself in this today, where it's like, there's a bunch of podcasts that I like that I just haven't gotten around to because I haven't put myself in the situation that's most optimal for podcasts. But when I'm walking and I'm just, you know, have the activity of walking, right? I have a goal in mind, all that stuff, right? Then listening to podcasts is a lot easier, right? Of course, you can listen to music too. You can do whatever you want. But listening to podcasts is a lot easier when you're walking. And I went on my walk. I listened to a whole podcast, right? And I was like, oh, these walks I can catch up on my podcast with. And everything will be all hunky-dory. So... The podcast listening is good, right? The the walk is good. And I don't know if the the outside fresh air and getting enough vitamin D is going to be the cure. But at this point, you know, it might be, right? I've been told that vitamin D is important. What does vitamin D do exactly? I'm not sure, right? Um, but I've been told that vitamin D is good for you and you can only get vitamin D from the sun for for some reason. Like every other vitamin, like they tell you like eat your vitamins. Like you can get it through food naturally. But vitamin D, which is something we supposedly need, like it's not food, right? How, and the only way you can get it is literally just like by being a person and being outside, which is honestly kind of a ripoff, right? I would like to eat my vitamin D if that is okay with you, but I guess it's not, and that's how nature works. And also thinking, like, reflecting on my old habits versus my current habits is that I probably got a lot of vitamin D because I was walking regularly, and I also like to walk places, right? I don't necessarily want to, if I'm, like, driving to work and I'm going to get food somewhere, right? Like, I won't get back in my car and drive half a mile 
to wherever I want to get food. I will walk that half mile and then I'll walk that half mile back, right? So all that other stuff that I do, right, that stuff is, you know, the vitamin D accumulation. And I'm probably, and I'm not a scientist here, I don't know if this is real or not, but what I'm thinking is the vitamin D, you know, I had the vitamin D reserves and my vitamin D reserves ran out, right? I ran out of that extra vitamin D that I've accumulated over my life and now I need to work to replenish it a little bit more, right? So that's what I'm doing. And I talked a lot about this. We're like 16 minutes in. I talked a lot about this, um, about my own body that has almost nothing to do with you. But I guess what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to get across is, is that you need to, you know, better your health if you can, right? If there's something you can take in your hands to make your body in a better state of homeostasis and equilibrium, you you need to take that shit. You need to take measures to make yourself feel better. I feel like a lot of times, especially if you grew up like playing sports or anything like that, right? Where it's like, oh, like, if you're hurt a little bit or if you have like a minor inconvenience, you can play through that, right? If you get, do something and it hurts, right? I remember I was playing baseball and I played baseball for my high school team and my I tweaked my ankle a little bit, but it wasn't like a serious injury. It was just something that hurt in the moment. And my coach was like, you weren't injured, you were hurt. There's a difference. You didn't have to get, say, out of commission. You should have pu- pulled through that play quicker than what you did, right? But you were hurt, not injured. Hurt is very quick and temporary. Injured is long-term, right? And since I wasn't long-term, my coach kind of yelled at me a little bit because in the moment, he deemed that I overreacted to the injury or to being hurt, right? And you should have played through that. And I feel like if you grow up playing sports a lot of times, and especially if you're like a professional athlete or trying to be, you play through things that are bothersome all the time, right? But now with things like this virus, right, and being at home all the time, and maybe you're not being as active, right? Take some time, take a break, take a deep breath, recenter yourself, right? And try to figure out what's going on before trying to to push through things, right? And I'm not a doctor or anything. I can't diagnose. I'm barely even working on myself. I don't even know if what I'm going to be doing is working or not, right? Um, But, right, I feel like it's worth the try and it's worth not just chugging along like normal, right? And just saying like, okay, something's wrong. Something needs to change, right? Something needs to change. Um, but anyway, enough about me, right? Because this podcast is, is essentially like current events and things like that. And up top, I don't have too much to say today because I feel like also like, uh, do I still remember how to do this? It's been like a week and a half, but I do. Um, but it's Friday. It's August something. I don't know exactly, but it's Friday. This will probably come out Saturday. Um, but there was a music video that came out and it is called WAPWAP, which stands for Wet Ass Pussy. And it came out today or recently by the time you're listening to this. And it's by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, two of our hip hop 
queens、um, at the moment. So, and it's a very sexually suggestive song. There's a music video with lots of celebrities in it. And why am I telling you this? You probably already know about this music video by now. But since it was a, a suggestive, oh my god, I can't even speak. A sexually suggestive song. Again, it's called Wet Ass Pussy. So, do the math. But a sexually suggestive song, sung and performed by women, and the internet went crazy as it tends to do, and it just reduces all the websites to a pile of ashes as it tends to do, right? Because people, the discourse here, I feel like is really. It shouldn't be, but be, it's mostly hinging on the fact that these people are women, right? But because it was so sexual, people had very strong opinions on it one way or another. A lot of people are like, yes,、yeah, sex positive, let's go, queen, queen, queen. Talk about sucking dick, riding dick, taking dick in your ass, whatever you like to do. Rap about it, sing about it. Yes, I support it. And then there's the other, like, more conservative side of people where it's like, oh my God, this is offensive to me. Women don't do that. Oh my God. And I think, both, while I am more like, do whatever you want, right? I think the fact that we have both sides being so vocal is showing how just not. Normalize it is for women to like really be out here, like suggestively talking about sex, right? But men, like, talk about male rappers for a second, or just like male musicians in general. But I'm talking about male rappers because Cardi B and Megan are also rappers. So, male rappers talk about sex a lot, right? And they don't hide it, it's not like You know, hidden in cryptic messaging, right? They talk about it a lot. They talk about how women ride dick, suck dick, gyrate, twerk, kiss, you know, lick, all those things. And we like those songs, right? And there's not really backlash. To any of those songs, right? And those songs are not uncommon. They come out frequently. A lot of albums have those, you know, sexual songs peppered in there, right? And I can say, like, with truthful honesty, I've only been, like, disgusted at one song that had sexual themes in it. And that song was Or Nah by The Weeknd and Other People. And I just didn't really like the weekends part. I thought it was just like sexual to the point where it was kind of gross. But even looking back at it now,、um, it, that even wasn't that bad. I just didn't like the song and I sort of pinned it on that. But when it comes to that, right, when it, men have never really, other than that one instance, like been sexual to the point where I was like, oh my God, turn this off. I am. Too pure and holy for this sexual talk. That's never happened with a male musician ever, right? And then a woman does the same thing just from a woman's perspective, which is obviously going to be different than a man's perspective, right? Then the, the internet just sets itself on fire both ways, right? And It's interesting, like, because me mostly, like, even with like the weekend song or not, like, I wouldn't say, like, don't sing that song or don't make that song. I just think that that song is gross, right? But 
even if I did or didn't think it's gross, I'm still being like, just do whatever you want. Sing whatever you want. You're a musician. It's your art, whatever. If people like it, if they buy it, then good. You made a successful song, right? And I feel like it's the same thing with women. It should be the same thing with women. That's what equality is, right? It should be, right, in a perfect world, everyone sings about sex if they want to, as explicit as they want to, and then people either just say, oh, I like this song, this is cool, I relate, or they don't, and they move on, and it's a non-story, and then the real story is about how good or bad the song is, but the discourse around the WAP WAP song is not how good or bad the song is. It's about what the song is about and the actual music video in question, which had a lot of celebrity cameos in it. But it's not about, I barely have seen anything about how good or bad the actual song is, right? People have opinions, I'm sure, but it's not worthy enough of posting your opinion on the actual song to the internet is whether or not you agree with the subject matter, whether or not you agree with women rapping about sucking and riding a dick, right? And it's like, it's 2020, we're going to be in 2021 before you know it, right? And I feel like in this in this day and age, right, we, we know people have sex, right? We know that happens. We... we population is growing and growing every day we we know that people have sex and we know that a good amount of those people who are having sex are women so why is it so shocking when women rap or sing pretty directly and pointedly about sex that that shouldn't be a big deal because you know people human beings are the product of sex so What's going on here? Where what what's the disconnect? And I know the dis- disconnect. It's sexism. Of course it is. I'm just saying, like, when you really think about it, it doesn't really make sense that there's such this big, like, clutching pearls moment from especially the more conservative members of our society. And a lot of my like life is just like, do whatever you want as long as whatever you want isn't like racist homophobic or something similar to racism or homophobia right Uh, and pedophilia don't do that either um but other than that right i really don't care what you do right i just want you to try and be a good person and not harm actively harm other people but i know that Even as I say that, that, that's not 100% true. I think everyone has those couple things where they're like, ooh, don't do that, even though it really doesn't affect anybody, right? But for the most part, I feel that way, right? And then some people are are not that way, or at least not that way in the way I am. And they, they just have a little bit more things that push their buttons and they feel the need to respond and take control and say, do it this way, not this way, right? And again, I feel like the song worked, right? People are talking about the song, they're watching the video, they're listening to the song, right? I just feel like the the actual conversation is not about that this is a good song, right? It's about what the song is about and what the song represents, which is good representation 
is important in a lot of things, right? And one could argue, right? Because um, a lot of people are going to argue like, what about the kids, blah, blah, blah. What about the people that look up to Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, right? I think one could argue, right, depending on your worldview, that a woman talking about sex in addition to a world full of men talking about sex is beneficial, right? Because, again, sex is more more often than not uh, a two-way street, right? Between, you know, the partners. Sometimes, you know, it's a three-way, a four-way, um, or we go the other way. Sometimes it's a one-way, um, depending on what you're doing, right? But there's typically multiple people involved, right? Um, so with that, right, the both perspectives and being able to enjoy this thing that, you know, is an enjoyable experience and should be an enjoyable experience and being able to get your media to show you a woman's perspective rather than like 99% male perspective, right? That could be beneficial to all these people, um, gender regardless, right? Whatever gender you are, right? As many gender perspectives on sex as possible is probably beneficial so that you can, you know, help your exploration and grow into the person you want to be, right? And I realize, like, sometimes when you say things like that, people think, oh, you're being a little bit too big brain, it's just a song, well, that, but it's clearly not just a song, right? At least not right now. Maybe 10 years from now, it'll be just a song. But as of right now, it's not just a song because this song means something to a lot of people. And it means something bigger than the song. It's, you know, why the song even exists in the first place. Should the song exist? All that stuff, right? And the fact that people are A, cheering really loud and B, booing really loud, right? Suggests that there's something more going on here. And with how society is, we're probably going to be talking about the the song and video for at least two more days, um, and then we'll we'll find something else. But in all in all, it's just like it's a very interesting experience, like seeing people you know go back and forth on Twitter, and this is before I've even like heard the song, right? But listening to people go back and forth on Twitter and the discourse and who agrees, who disagrees, it's like like before I even listened to it is like, is the song even good? Right? Was it even a song? Right? Or was this just like, like, it could have been honestly, right? If you didn't know any better, you might be able to get away with not knowing that it was a song. And maybe it was something else you could have thought it was just like a skit or a poem or a TikTok video. Like you have no idea, right? For a lot of these, it's like, bro, is a song good? I, I couldn't. I didn't know, right? So you have to go for yourself, which is, I mean, it worked marketing-wise, right? I'm just saying it's interesting what, what surrounds it at the moment. Um, but anyway, and this might be a shorter episode, but it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, because I'm back and everything is okay. But baseball season is starting, or it's it started, and it's already um, bad news. So... If you're not familiar with the baseball season, baseball is my favorite sport, but baseball decided not to do a bubble, which is 
something that the NBA has done. It's what hockey is doing, WNBA. Um, I believe Major League Soccer is doing something similar. Baseball decided not to do a bubble and decided not to put people all in the same room, the teammates all in the same building and have them be quarantined essentially, right? They decided not to do that. And I realized that like putting baseball players in a bubble is different than NBA players because there are just more people on a baseball team, right? So you are going to need a lot more space to house all the baseball teams than you would be for all the basketball teams. I get that, right? But I still think with the money that Major League Baseball has, they should have made it happen. But they didn't. And what's happening is that people are testing positive for this good-for-nothing virus. And it seems to me, right, when they went the non-bubble route and, like, they're flying to different places, they're flying to different stadiums, all that, the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays, can't even go to Canada because of all this, mind you. But they're, they're flying, they're moving around, right? And it's like someone, they've accepted that someone or some people are going to get the virus. And we've already seen people in St. Louis and Miami in the baseball teams, they have had a lot of virus cases, like double digit virus cases in St. Louis and Miami, right? And it just seems to me like, okay, we accept that some people are going to get the virus. And then when people get the virus, it seems like the protocol in all sports, not just um, baseball, but in all sports, like it seems like the protocol is not get this guy to a hospital or get this woman to a hospital. It's okay, get this guy or woman away from every single person else and have them figure it out on their own and stop the spread for other people, which I get. Like I get stopping the spread and I get that a lot of people don't show symptoms. So you need to do that, right? But it also feels like, okay, we're just like, if you get COVID, okay, dumbass, you got COVID, sit out for a couple times. If you're able to come back, you'll come back. And I think there's a couple problems here. The biggest one being that the virus can actually cause death. And because it can cause death, right, we need to be placing, you know, a lot of attention and focus to people who actually get the virus. Number two is that People can get the virus by traveling in all this way, and it wouldn't be anybody's fault, right? You can follow everything perfectly, but since you're going from, say, Miami to, say, San Francisco all the way across the country, right? Or say, I think they're not actually doing it that way. I think they're keeping the teams pretty close. But you're traveling on a plane, and the plane has, you know plane staff and pilots and all these people like you can contract the virus through no fault of your own and then if you get the virus and that becomes known people are going to assume that you weren't following the rules they're going to assume that you were just you know dicking around not social distancing not wearing a mask blah 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 but you for all you know that's not true you could have been doing everything right and then you brush plus an airplane and a flight attendant or something, right? And they have it. The flight attendant doesn't know. They accidentally spread it. And then the whole thing's gone to shit, 
right? But what has seemed to happen is that baseball is like postponing the teams that have outbreaks for however long. And then the teams come back and they don't have to shut down the whole season. Because it's very clear to me right now that MLB and the NBA too, the other sports leagues too, but I think the the MLB season is most apparent that they're trying to get money, right? And there was a whole bunch of contract disputes earlier this year um, with baseball. So with that, it seems pretty clear that Major League Baseball is trying to get money. The NFL, whenever that comes out, is going to want some money too, right? But that's sort of what it seems. It's like they're going to get as many games as possible because they need that money. They're not going to shut down the entire season or pause the entire season because they need money, right? Um, And that's sort of how it... And it sucks that money is like the driving force in all this, but we we live in capitalist hell. We We know this at this point, right? So if we live in capitalist hell right people are gonna try to capitalize and baseball is trying to capitalize and we're all home like i watched baseball today until my team got the shit kicked out of them and because they got their shit kicked out of them i stopped watching right but i was watching baseball today right um so i'm still watching i'm not saying like boycott major league baseball or anything like that i'm just saying it's like okay we it seems pretty clear that we are just trying to get the games. We're trying to have a season. We're not trying to be embarrassed by the virus, which, um, you know, I guess. But I just feel like we need to be paying more attention or giving more help to the the people who test positive because the virus does have that X factor, right, that is very, very scary. And I feel like a lot of it is just like, in all sports, is like, okay, he got the virus, quarantine, 14 days, come back somewhere or other, blah, 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 boop, 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 right? That's sort of what it seems like to me, and it just seems a little, you know, on the cold side. Um, and last thing I want to talk about real quick is that TikTok is, might be get, getting banned again. And I think it's funny that TikTok has become this sort of geopolitical chess piece, because India banned TikTok because India and China were were beefing, right? Over something at the border. I don't know exactly what, but India banned TikTok because of China, not because of TikTok itself. And now Donald Trump is singing like, hey, I'll ban TikTok, right? There are Chinese people spying on you. I'm going to ban TikTok. Keep in mind that TikTok, I think, has been proven. It's not taking more of your data than any other app. It's just that TikTok is in China and American people in certain ways are kind of scared of China or they have certain views about Chinese people. So they're going to take the action to move towards a ban for TikTok, even though like Facebook takes all your data also. Right. And I'm not a data expert. But what I do know is that individual data, especially on something like TikTok, is not that useful, right? Data is best when you have a large sample size, right? When you have information on a large group of people and all the algorithms, right, have people similar to you. And that's how they work by saying like, what do people who like what you like also like, right? So 
all this stuff means that data needs to be collected in a large sample. Your individual data doesn't really matter that much, right? And sure, your individual data can be used against you and people can spy on you and you like steal your identity and stuff. But for an app, that's main goal seems to be to be an entertainment app and the biggest entertainment app on the internet that seems like what it's trying to be right for that to work it means the data that they're taking is very much wide-ranging and they probably don't care that much about the individual right and it's also funny because the most powerful person on tiktok is a 15 year old girl right you have a 15 year old child who's just like making probably millions i would assume charlie d'amelio if you don't know um I'm assuming if she's not making millions, she will make somewhere upward of a million pretty soon with like endorsements and things, right? But the most powerful person, the most popular person is like a 15-year-old. Is is the app where people are following what the 15-year-old is doing all day, is that really the most dangerous app? Probably not. You can criticize TikTok for other things, I'm sure. But the data collection part of it is really just, it's its dripping with a little xenophobia. It smells a little xenophobic when when that happens, right? Because Facebook does it, Twitter does it, uh, fucking Instagram does it. That's what algorithms are. But data is useful broadly, not so much individually, unless you're like a fucking assassin or something, right? You don't need that individual data so much. What they get from your data is saying, okay, you like Nickelodeon and you also like Cartoon Network. So this person who only watches Nickelodeon maybe will scatter in a few Cartoon Network recommendations and see if they like that and build upon the information that way, right? But it's not something where you individually are getting like, you know, scrutinized very closely i don't think that's what's happening at all they're just trying to you know adapt to the user and social media is all like that youtube even fucking google spotify is like that now so when it comes to that i'm i just think it's overblown and if you have sensitive information in your phone already like for example apple pay i don't believe in that shit at all right and i think we all have our limits but putting like credit card information in your phone and saving it there like to me that seems incredibly unsafe and because i felt that way i didn't do that but apple is not some chinese foreign company apple is an american company right and i'm saying like you guys here in my same country you're not going to get my credit card information unless i want to give you my credit card information right but Guess what's never asked for my credit card information? Fucking TikTok, that's for sure, right? Because that's not something that they're interested in, for sure. Um, And I just think that that panic is overblown. But because it belongs to China, and China is a world superpower, right? The whole sort of political landscape, or a lot of it, is sort of centered around this app where the most popular person is a 15-year-old, right? An app where a lot of teenagers just want to watch people dance, right? That's the app, that's the platform that's taking up a lot of political space, and I just think it's absolutely 
hilarious, but also like would be kind of a bummer if they took TikTok away. I'm sure you can get a VPN and just find it anyway. But I kind of enjoy the TikTok, right? I think that there's a lot of good content, a lot of funny videos, a lot of bad content as well. But you know, so a lot every every platform that produces user generated content is going to have bad content because not everyone is just going to be on their A game 100% of the time, you know? But I kind of like TikTok, so it would be a bummer if it got banned. I guess I could go to one of those other apps like Byte or Triller, but it won't be the same. It won't be the same. And also, there's Instagram Reels that I want to talk about, a competitor to TikTok. And Instagram Reels, I don't think is going to work out, or I don't think is going to kill TikTok. And here's why. Instagram took stories and beat Snapchat. Instagram undoubtedly beat Snapchat. But a big reason for that, and people might forget this, is Instagram had way more visibility and discoverability than Snapchat did. Snapchat at that time was really only you and your friends. It was a pretty personal app. And Instagram, assuming your account wasn't private, if you posted something on your story, literally anyone can see it, right? The discoverability, the potential for virality was there, right? Not as much as TikTok, though. TikTok is all about virality. The way the app works is that people with no followers can get a viral video the same way that someone with a million followers can, right? It's all about that sort of make a video, maybe it'll pop off, right? And face, I'm not sorry, not Facebook, Instagram in its current form cannot do that at all. Instagram cannot be the discoverability of TikTok's for you page. It really just can't, right? And because you have so much more of an opportunity to grow, and especially if you want to make some type of video content platform and make that something you do maybe for a living, right? TikTok is a way better option than Instagram Reels, which if I haven't or forgot to mention, is basically a shittier TikTok for people who think they're too good for TikTok. So that I don't think is going to to beat TikTok just because of that one factor that you can get worldwide in a snap on TikTok. And you cannot do that on Instagram. Not easily anyway. Um, but you know, if 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 TikTok goes away, maybe we have to go to Instagram. But Instagram, it, was, it just made a worse version of what already exists, which is what Instagram does, right? Stories, Instagram stories were worse than Snapchat stories for a long time. And I will stand by that. They're better than Snapchat stories now, but Snapchat kind of did that to itself, right? But Instagram stories were not as good. IGTV is mediocre at m- most of the time, sometimes it's good, right? But all the stuff that it takes from other places, right? It doesn't do them as well, right? But it's like almost like it's like the colonizer of apps. It's like appropriating other features and having their fun with it. And people are like, hey, this kind of sucks. But then you're just chilling and you don't don't listen to the people who say your shit sucks, right? And it's just it's fascinating to see, but also disappointing. But also, I use Instagram every day, so who the fuck am I to say? Um, but anyway, I am at a good time. My voice seems okay. My head seems okay. I'm feeling good, right? So I'm going to press pause on it now. I'm going to see you next time. I'll talk to you later. This was fun, right? I want you to know that you need to take care of yourself. 
I want you to know that Black Lives Matter. I want you to know that what's happening in Beirut, Lebanon, or what has happened is, you know, truly a travesty. And I will put some donation links, resources in the description of this podcast um, to help out Beirut because they need us right now. We, we all need each other, but right now, Beirut needs us. So I'm going, I'm going to do that, right? And I'll see you next time. It's been, it's been a pretty, pretty good one. And I'll see you next time. I've said that three times already. I'm going to get out. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. All right. Love you. Bye. Thank you.